0: one's listening that's an entrepreneur, and I don't have to tell you if you are, the difficulty and the joy and the um, stress, the fear, the uh, exuberance and excitement of what it is to be an entrepreneur. I've been working either in a side hustle or primarily for myself for nearly 20 years, and... Um, tons of stress on my amazing wife to put up with so many of the ups and downs of building something that's never been done before. There was no such thing as a pharmacy podcast network in the profession of pharmacy. There weren't even podcasts before 2009. And I've gathered some of the most amazing pharmacist innovators in our profession to come to this platform and share their stories and build each other up Build bridges and amplify each other so that we can do more than we can do just as pharmacists and pharmacy professionals, but do more for number one, the most important people in our lives um, from a HCP perspective is our patients and the people that we serve in our communities, but also each other, raising us up, raising up each other. That's what I consider myself. I consider myself an amplifier and somebody that's raising up the pharmacist and the pharmacist's voice and our technicians And even our professionals, um, business people like Bruce Nealon, who's on our network, and he's just an amazing man, and he, he believes in community pharmacy. Today is how do we empower women to take control of their health and get off medications? I mean, this is the Pharmacy Podcast Network, and we've heard a lot from a holistical perspective and integrative medicine perspective. And... Dr. Delon that's out there, uh, uh, you know, this is my guy out there working in the long-term care space to long-term care pharmacy to deprescribe, and I'm excited that, that I get to meet pharmacists that believe in reclaiming your health, uh, possibly getting off of certain medications that they can navigate you through. Dr. Tamar Lawful, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network, and thank you so much for being my guest today.
1: Hi, Todd. Thank you for having me.
0: So Life Balance LLC, you are the owner and CEO and you spell life the coolest way. L-Y-F-E, balance, life balance. This is an initiative to really empower women to uh, live better lives, to feel better, but to have the ability and the pathway based on expertise that you're bringing to the table as a pharmacist to get off medication. So you you've got to talk to us about this cause it's, it's exciting.
1: Oh, definitely. And you know, I spell life L Y F E because it stands for love yourself first every day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that I tell is. my clients. You, we have to love ourselves first every day and then everything else will fall into place. And it starts with taking care of our health. Uh, so I, um, through health coaching, I help women learn to love themselves every day by, eating right, exercising, self-care, and by putting all those in combination, they're able to alleviate stress and lose weight and come off medications.
0: So when I think of a unique stress that women have is the balance between career and family and being a wife um continuing to be that girlfriend to the to your husband and date each other and mm-hmm. worrying about preparation meal prep um basketball you know team uh swimming lessons being a mother you know sick kids and and I remember my mom she took care of five kids she wasn't a career woman she stayed at home for until a, her youngest was I think 8 until she went back to work so the difference between a working mother and the stress. And I'm not saying it's not stressful not to be, you know, if you, even if you're in career, that's just so stressful, but I think there's an element of extra stress on professional moms that are out there and talk to me about that. And, and talk to me about the mental health side of this, that you've experienced um, in helping your, your, your patients and your clients.
1: You know, that it definitely is a component of it. And that's actually where life balance started with me personally, I I was on I was a board member, um, board served on a board of directors for three different nonprofits. I had a, a baby, <laughs> a newborn, I was married and working full time as a pharmacist. And then the pandemic hit and I wasn't taking care of myself anymore. You know, I couldn't go anywhere. And um, and I started feeling this stress stress of, of life in general and then you have the pandemic so you have that social the lack of that social connection with people so that all impacts your uh, mental health and um, so I said you know what I need to do something for myself and I need to make sure that other women are taking care of themselves as well so I'm going to create this company <laughs> that's going to help them and of course life balance has evolved since then to what it is now with more health coaching but yeah my clients they're they're just like me women who have a lot of responsibility. They're all working moms. Um, Some of them are single moms and they have the pressures of life um, weighing down on them. And as a result, they put their needs and their health on the back burner. And I'm thankful that I'm able to um, have a platform that I have to help them, to help guide them and find some balance.
0: You know what this reminds me of is there have been new organizations coming to the table. I don't know who the first one was, but I know an example of what I'm trying to say is there's a a group out there called H-I-M-S, HIMS, and it's specifically marketed just for erectile dysfunction, really being very direct to being marketed to men. And now they're coming out with other medications that are being marketed from a single perspective where they have their own campaign and their own branding and their own, you know, that's it's drilling down into one specific category of of a disease state or a condition. And your services and what you do as a coach is really drilling down specifically to women. Do you feel like you're gravitating towards our HCPs and our pharmacists?
1: Oh yeah. So the top the top candidates have been and are women who do have busy lives And they are suffering from diseases such as diabetes or prediabetes, high cholesterol and hypertension. And um, those just tend to be who have gravitated to me as my clients.
0: And then talk to me how you pull in nutrigenomics, um, possibly pharmacogenomics and other tools to really help you build out uh, the treatment services that you're offering to your clients?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Nutrigenomics is amazing. We um, are able to, to test uh, genetics and that helps guide the client's uh, action plan. they their action steps actually for nutrition. So through the test results, they'll get specific recommendations on what types of foods they need to eat. Um, what type of exercise recommended for them. Also what type of supplements and, and simple lifestyle changes like recommending yoga based on the genetics, you know, uh, a form of relaxation is even recommended. <laughs> that will be more beneficial for them. So it's for clients who choose that route to do the genetic testing. Um, they get a very personalized, uh, Actions, action sheet, action steps as to what to do um, to improve their health. And uh, for pharmacogenomics, I'm not actually using pharmacogenomics at this point. Uh, so I'm sticking strictly with nutrigenomics and um, because my clientele haven't, haven't really met the criteria, haven't been that um, critical, I guess I'll say, for the need to do pharmacogenomics at this point. With the, type of, with the type of disease states that they have. Think
0: back, Tamar, to your days in school and the courses that you took becoming uh, that pharmacist, P1, P2, P3, P4. So you're, you go through that. And now you look at the specialty extended education that you have and the certification that you have as a ketogenetic nutrition specialist. So there has to be o- some obvious groundwork when I look at our providers and I think, hey, I went to school to be a surgeon. Hey, I went to school to be a dentist. Hey, I went to school to be a pharmacist. Hey, I went to school to be a veterinarian. And when I think of those four people that I just mentioned, I can't think of a better baseline to dig into Nutrigenomics and ketogenetics that yeah. are pharmacists. Am I wrong yeah. in thinking that? Am I biased or am I right?
1: You might be a habit bias, Todd, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> you know, I never thought when I like Dougie like said, put myself back and when I was in pharmacy school, I never thought that I would be here today all about nutrition. And granted, we we do learn before prescribing or before a, a patient is put on medications to focus on lifestyle changes like nutrition and exercise but that's not the core. That's not the main focus um, that we, that we're taught in school. Um, so when, from my experience in my career, I, I kind of got fed up with pharmacy and medicine because i in the hospital setting, patients were coming back every week or every month for, there were the same problems. <clears throat> so at some point I was a transition to care pharmacist and I would actually, you know, talk to the patients, do their Medrex. Um, I used to develop a program called the Med to Bed program where I would give them their medications before they went home or before they were discharged from the hospital, but then they would come back. And um, that really bothered me, not to the point where I felt like I was doing something wrong, but I felt like I wasn't doing enough. And, and that's where it led me down the path of trying to think of um, what else is needed what else do we really need to focus on? Rather than adding on more medications or increasing the dose, how can we prevent that? And um, yeah, so working, focusing on nutrition, I learned is key. And when I studied uh, ketogenic nutrition, um, that's where I really learned the science of nutrition. And I was mesmerized by it, floored actually, <laughs> to the extent to which nutrition really impacts us on a cellular, molecular level.
0: Um, it was amazing to me. But adding that on to your Farm D, do you think that it better prepared you to really absorb and extend the certification?
1: I, I believe it does. It does. It's um, it's it's something extra, you know, something that I was just interested in. It's it's not traditionally something pharmacists look into, ketogenic nutrition, you know, but um, for me, I was I decided to go to health nutrition health coaching school, integrative nutrition, um, and then in addition to that, learn about ketogenic nutrition, and um, I believe it has helped me. As more as a pharmacist, and also in my health coaching, uh, so that I can, I can better understand and explain to my clients how food is actually affecting their body. Like I can tell them how medicine is affecting their body. Yep. But now I can tell them how and why the importance of food um, when it comes to nutrition, eating healthy foods.
0: Yep. Yeah, that makes sense, and I like how you're focusing on nutrition and how nutrition can turn out to be uh, the properties and the impact on on turmeric or you know something that you're taking that you found naturally helps to decrease inflammation or whatever it is that's now becoming a part of your coaching to these people to let them know hey this is this is good for you like make this part of your diet don't you don't do it one time and that's it. This is now your life where you're shifting life. and your habits exactly. are shifting and you're really changing things. I, I kind of go through that. I look, look at my life and you know how I've definitely gotten healthier the older I get. And it's kind of like funny that if we could teach people to get healthier sooner, then it would probably help with longevity, I'm sure. Definitely. Let's shift gears to money. I like to talk about aspects of roles in pharmacy changing and we're not just pharma three hundred and eleven thousand active pharmacists in the United States. We're not just talking about pharmacists that are um wanting to be community pharmacists that are serving behind a bench that are protecting mm-hmm. their their communities out there. Um I, I love all of our retail pharmacists. Some of them don't want to be in that position anymore and some people love retail pharmacy and there's nothing wrong, you know, with it. But there are people that are becoming burnout. There's some pharmacists oh, yeah. out there who would like to shift to other career mm-hmm. uh, pathways. They want to go into artificial intelligence. They want to go into consulting or pharmacogenomics or medical science liaison or maybe a consultant pharmacist in senior care. So when I think of you and I think of pharmacogenomics and nutrigenomics and keto ketogenetics that I just learned from today's <laughs> interview, which is so interesting... I'm thinking, okay, so how could we teach other pharmacists that are passionate about nutrition to build careers that could help them either internal to like a health system or hospital system or them to become a consultant and move out on their own as you've done, uh, Tamar.
1: As pharmacists, our options are endless. We just have to think out of the box. When I was in pharmacy school, the only thing I knew I could be was a retail pharmacist, hospital pharmacist, or work at a pharmaceutical company. That's all I knew. And as I progressed in my career, I learned other things. And in the last two years, I learned more where you really stepped out of the box with the the nutrigenomics and the pharmacogenomics and whatever you wanna do. Like I tell pharmacy students now, think outside the box. Cause they, they're concerned about finding jobs, yep. you know, well, so saturated, what am I going to do? And it's so competitive. Do I have to do residency? And I said, think outside the box as a pharmacist, you're going to have so many skills and so much knowledge. You can do anything with that. You don't be closed in. So start thinking out in the box. Um, so I would advise someone really start thinking out in the box. Think about what, what do you like to do and how could you put a pharmacy twist to it?
0: And that would be a start. That is a start. Um, so we're going to hear from one of your clients, and it, it's a treat for us because now we get to integrate an interview from Doctor uh, Lawful and really understanding how she's impacting uh, patients. And before we um, we start the interview, is there anything you kind of want to preface for our listeners, our pharmacists out there that are listening in?
1: Okay, so this um, was one of my first clients. And uh, she was struggling with weight loss. She hadn't lost weight in three years and also menopause. And um, and from her interview, you'll see what happened.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's listen in and we'll be right back.
1: So with me today, I have one of my clients, Wanda, and I'm going to... Be talking to Wanda about her experience with life balance in the SenseRx health and wellness program. Wanda, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. I know it's crazy over there in New Jersey with that snow. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, be safe. Thank you for uh, Thank uh, you. You're welcome. Thank you for. Um, being willing to give a testimonial about your experience with us here at Life Balance. How long have you been um, in the Life Balance since our ex-health and wellness program?
2: Um, Since I believe November 10th of 2021. Okay. And what were you struggling that made you
1: consider hiring me to help you with your goals?
2: I was struggling with my weight, my time management, exercising and menopause
1: but what were your top three goals that you had when you started the program was to eat healthy
2: and live a better
1: life and how did the health coaching program help you work towards those goals
2: it gave me a better outlook it educated me on different types of vegetables um allowed me to find time for me Helped me um, realize that it was okay to um, put me first and to love me first.
1: And in that process of loving yourself first, um, how did how did doing that really help you reach your goals?
2: Um, she sent out information, giving me some ideas on my breathing exercise, how to um, just Stay focused. I, um, I I needed help with focusing on myself in order to stay healthy.
1: Yeah, it's very important that we we focus on ourselves to stay healthy because, especially when you're when we have others that we're taking care of, it reminds me of. Um, When we're on a plane and they always go over the safety with us in the event of an emergency, your oxygen mask will drop down. If you have a small infant or child, you have to put that mask on yourself first, right, in order to help them. And so it's the same way with our health. We need to help ourselves first so that we can then help others, whether it's our um, family or friends or, or if we're taking care of somebody else we definitely have to be able to be in a healthy state and take care of ourselves before we can help others. So what was your biggest tangible change that you noticed since beginning the program?
2: Learning how to cook healthy foods, keeping my menu. Um, there were some things on there that I, um, that I liked and the ones that I thought that I could eat and be successful, I tried those things. But the biggest thing for me was just eating healthy, learning how to um, share my knowledge and tell my family about it. And sometimes, you know, whatever I made, I would um take the lunch and have some of my th- and tell my coworkers about it.
1: Well, that's good that you were able to. So it sounds like the the meal plan that you had was pretty flexible, right? You were able to choose different things that you you could eat. Yes. And and experiment with that.
2: What was one of your favorite recipes? Oh, my God. I have about (laughs) I have when I would cook a meal, I would go and um, send it to my email at work, print it out so that I could start my own little um, cookbook. Um, but the most recent one that I like was the um, the simple chicken, being that it's cold here in Jersey. Um, it was really warming to eat last night and today. Um, being that my mother is sick, I'm going to give her some of my um, simple chicken gumbo.
1: Oh, yes. The gumbo sounds delicious, has a lot of seasoning in there. So I'm glad you were able to find a recipe that's, that's delicious and something you could share with your family as well. And what would you say has been your most significant change overall that you've noticed? Time management. Mm. How was your time before? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the main challenge with, um, with your time management?
2: Um, telling people to wait. Um, like when, when I finish exercising, I'll be with you when I finish cooking, I will be with you find something else to do. Give me 30 minutes and then I'll take care of your needs.
1: Right. And that was part of putting yourself first, loving yourself first,
2: loving myself first.
1: Definitely. And I know you mentioned earlier that, um, menopause was one of the issues that you were dealing with. How did the program help with that?
2: Well, you know, since I started the program, I no longer have hot flashes. Changing my diet has definitely improved my, uh, my menopause. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, um, I was telling one of my patients about it. I said, I think I'm done with menopause, but I don't really want to jinx myself. I said, you know, since I changed my diet, um, the things that I was experiencing, I don't experience anymore. And were you considering medications to handle your menopause symptoms? Absolutely. I was considering the hormone replacement, the pellets, the bio, um, bioidentical. I was considering that. And, um, a lot of women that I came in contact with, was telling me how wonderful it is and how great it is. And, you know, um, It'll change your life. But I found life balance to be a better program for me than bio Well,
1: that's good to hear. Thank you for sharing that. Going back to time management, I know when we first when I first uh, met you, uh, exercise, finding time to exercise was a was a major issue for you. How did that change with the program?
2: I learned how to get up earlier before my family. And start my day off by exercising first and then do other things second. So I just um, prioritize my responsibilities by getting up, exercising. Then after that, I would, um, you know, do my meal planning from there.
1: And how did your? what was your progression of, of your time to exercise like in the beginning to the end, to where it is now?
2: Well, in the beginning... I thought that I didn't have to exercise. I thought just just eating healthy was good enough, but they go hand in hand. They coincide with each other. So by me exercising, it gave me clarity. It helped my moods. It helped me relax before I went to work.
1: Mm, That's a good point. Because I do remember you mentioning earlier on when we first met before you joined the program that your mood was something that you definitely wanted to work on as well. You're right. <laughs> so, so, exercise. I remember within the first two weeks, um, you. I remember you coming to me and saying, "My mood is totally, totally different now. I, I interact with my patients differently. I, I'm more calm." So, exercise really, um, really uh, had a great effect on you. That's good to hear.
2: Yes, definitely.
1: Now, how prepared do you feel to continue implementing the changes that you've learned in the sense? Rx, well, health and wellness program?
2: Well, for me, this is a lifetime change. Um, I feel as though what I've been taught, I have to practice every day. I have to maintain. I have to stay on schedule. I have to stay on point in order not to regress or go back to um, gaining weight, not eating properly. And the biggest challenge for me, believe it or not, was drinking water
1: (laughs) and why was that such a challenge for you
2: because i'm a tea drinker and i felt as though i didn't need water as long as i was drinking tea right but i i noticed that 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 drinking the water has helped me um it, it helped my skin my hair my nails everything seemed to change That's
1: good. That's good to know. I remember, yeah, that was a challenge for you when I told you to try to do eight cups of water a day. You thought that was ridiculous, huh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like eight cups. I'm like, Oh my God. And
1: I said, bear with me. You'll see, you'll see the changes over time. And you also had improvement with your digestion as well. I remember you saying.
2: Oh yeah. I, I have digestion issues and changing. Um, Changing over the water helped my digestion better. It helped me stay regular.
1: okay, that's good. that is good now how who do you think would benefit from a program like this?
2: I think anybody that wanted to do a life change um I have some patients that wanted to do bariatric and I was telling them about the program. I'm like, you don't really have to do that. I said, because no matter how you look at it, where you, whether or not you get bariatric surgery, I said, you still have to be disciplined. I said, if if you be disciplined, you could get a lot accomplished with the program that I'm on. So I think anybody that wants to enhance their lifestyle, anyone that wants to be devoted um, not just for the short term, but for the long term as well.
1: Mm, that's a good point. Thank you for sharing that, Wanda. And, uh, you know, something we did not touch on was the um, the weight loss portion of it, because that was one of your goals. And I remember saying to you, you know, we we need to get healthy to lose weight. A lot of people come in wanting to lose weight Um but not realizing that there's some steps we have to do and then the weight will automatically start coming off. Uh, So for us, we did the nutrigenomic testing to determine what types of food will be best for you based on your genetics and also what type of exercise would would be best for you based on your genetics. And after sharing that information with you, you hit the ground running and implemented the nutrition and the exercise into your daily routine and you started seeing changes in your weight within the first week, correct? Correct. Right? So we started that portion started a little bit later, like the midway portion of the program, because there was a lot of foundational work that had to um, be done in general, with the clients in the program. Uh, so within it's been how many weeks now, four, maybe five weeks, and you're down how many pounds? Eight. Eight pounds. So that's pretty good because healthy weight loss, you don't want to lose weight too fast because what usually happens is you gain that back just as fast, right? So with making these lifestyle changes, um, learning to love yourself first, having less stress, better mood, drinking more water, having a regular exercise and eating more nutritious foods, you're seeing the weight come off at um, at a healthy pace. And how do you feel overall?
2: I feel great. I feel more better. I have um, a better outlook. I'm, I'm more positive about it. That's good. About my lifestyle.
1: That's good. And I'm glad to hear it's something that you feel that you can, you can maintain. Um, what would you tell others who may be considering joining the Life Balance Health Coaching Program?
2: I would tell them, don't procrastinate. Get on it ASAP. All right. Thank you, Wanda. Thank you for sharing your
1: testimonial with everyone and taking the time with me today.
0: Hey, welcome back. What an interesting story and the connection and the relationship that you've built. And I kind of like want to summarize this. You know, what would the next steps be with with a client at this, you know, at this point in, in what you've done with, you know, done with them in their lives.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, Wanda finished her program and it's a three month, 12 week program. And then what I do is I offer um, a maintenance, a maintenance plan where they still have access to the information that I provide all the handouts. And, um, and they can, they have one call, one call they can um, one-on-one call they can do with me. Um, within a three month period of time, if they need to talk to me about anything or need some a little bit more guidance, so it's like it's just a maintenance phase. But itself, it's on their own for the most part.
0: How many clients would I need if I'm a pharmacist to build up over you know a thirty day period where I'm working four to five days a week? I'm working mm-hmm. you know anywhere from six to eight hours, depending on your grind. I mean, if you want to. Mm-hmm you want to make more money, work longer and harder and more strategic. And if, if not, I mean, I, that's the way I look at my life. I, I work not as hard per se. It's, it's definitely just as long, but I feel like it's more strategic. And I, if I only knew what I know today, you know, 20 years ago, how far ahead we'd all be, but how many patients do you think in a month does, does a farm D need that really did this full time?
1: Um, I will just put it this way because it depends on what you, what you charge your clients, right? Yeah. So without giving specific numbers, yeah. what I would that. say that in order for me to, because I still work as a hospital pharmacist, in order for me to match my hospital pharmacist salary, I would need an average of seven clients a month.
0: Okay. Very good.
1: Excellent. And I only meet with my clients twice a month, two hours
0: each yeah that's excellent well that's a that's a great goal and we want to help you get there so if you're listening and you're interested in such a program we want you to reach out to dr tamar lawful this has been amazing this has been a treat for us um just really thank you not only for um, sharing your story Tamar, but more importantly just being a, a beacon of light of the transforming role pharmacist. You know, I'm I'm excited to amplify this this interview.
1: Thank you, Todd. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you.